Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. And I did go old Anderson to newer Anderson, so I was consistent with that. Okay. The other thing was I had to order, um, you know, you pre-order the side where your lock is gonna go, so sure. in your handle, yeah. right? So I went with the left, but was interesting, I've never had this happen before, the lock of my door was sticking out mm-hmm. too far, so it was hitting. Now, most of the time this doesn't happen, but in this case, I'm like right there, knocking the handle of the storm door into the door, so now I've gotta go change the lock on the uh, Can I tell you like my trick on that? Felt. What I've done yeah. is I've gone through, I have uninstalled the storm door, and I've gone okay. in and made the brick mold around the outside a little bit thicker by adding some wood to it. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is where we help you as that homeowner or soon-to-be homeowner get right through that house project. Hey, Caroline. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good. I am so happy to be home. I have been like... I feel like I've been a band on tour. You know, that turn the page song, you know, long and lonesome highway, East Omaha had a great time over the last few weeks traveling, but I am, I'm good to be home. home. Yeah. Home in our studio. And I've been working like a dog and he's been on vacation. No, he hasn't been on vacation. He's working and doing a little bit of vacationing. Yeah. I'm just working. Fun work. So this last week, and we'll talk about what we've been doing. This last week was amazing. I was out at uh, in Indianapolis at uh, Delta, Brizo, and Peerless Faucets. I tell you what, they're, I've been to probably 20 or 30 different times where, you know, manufacturers have flown me out or I've done consulting work. They're, they're, that is the top shelf as far as them taking care of you and getting to learn some new stuff. It was really fun to see a lot of the stuff out there. Had a great time. And I'm hearing it for the first time, which is always nice. So tell us, what did you see out there and what did you learn? So we, you know, we jumped on a flight, you know, flew to from, you know, I flew from Portland with our group. There were seven of us with the rep included, uh, all interior design or architectural kind of professionals, you know what I mean? And flew out there. And of course, I'll tell some of my follies on the way out there. I got stuck at O'Hare Airport for six and a half hours because of a huge scheduling slash mechanical issue with a plane on uh, it's always on United. That now. Right? Everybody gets stuck. I mean, I don't I don't know anybody who hasn't been on a flight that's not delayed. This is my first time. And so it was kind of funny. So we're sitting there, we land and we could see that there was a, a delay. So the plane shows up, you know, hours later. And then when it shows up, this is where I got frustrated as I showed up and I'm like, really? They're like, oh, sorry, the pilot's out of hours. So we need to find a new flight crew. He's where? He was out of hours? Yeah. So he had flown his hours or she, he or she had flown their hours for the day and they couldn't fly anymore. (laughs) They'd run out of time. And I was like, I didn't. Couldn't you know this a couple of hours ago? It you seems know? like I they mean, should know that. 
kind of, kind of think they could have, but they figured it out. And so we finally got in and, uh, that was cool. And, uh, had a great time that night. We, uh, walked in and they had us up at this, uh, hotel Carmichael, which is a really, really nice hotel. And they had a piano bar, uh, down in the basement and we were down there. They were, everyone's having dinner and karaoke. Yep. Indianapolis. Correct. We were actually in Carmel, uh, Indiana, which is just outside of it. It's kind of their high end neighborhood. We were in their arts district. So really Mm -hmm. fancy. I mean, you get in that area that's all new and, uh, looks like you're in a, like a, uh, a village in Italy someplace or a village in Europe someplace. It's cool. Nice. Lots of stonework. It was awesome. But, uh, Spent a great amount of time there and uh, really got to figure out kind of what those guys are doing. Julie gave me a hard time because I actually got up and sang karaoke, which I never do. Uh-oh. I don't think she's ever seen me sing karaoke before. So I actually got up and did it, but good times. So um, everybody out there probably either has a Delta in their house. I mean, I think, I think almost every house in America has got something Delta. Yeah. So what did they have going on or what's the latest there? Well, it's funny, you know, you look back at the, the origination of Delta and they're the ones that actually started Masco, the big Masco corporation that owns, you know, lots of different companies out there in the home improvement space. But uh, when they invented Delta years ago, you know, they went through and, you know, it's just a, a, an immigrant that came in and uh, designed Delta faucets. He would worked in machining jobs and decided he would build a better faucet. And now they've got Delta, they've got Brizo, you know, they've got Peerless, which is kind of your entry level stuff. But um, it's impressive how they actually build faucets, which is really cool because they've got some great technology in there. And they're doing some neat stuff now that is really cool from the home improvement or construction side of things. You know, when you put in a shower valve, for instance, you know, you're going to maybe have a shower or a tub shower, that valve you put in there they've simplified it so you can put the rough in in and then you can figure out what type of cartridge you want in there or if you're going to go with a delta or a brizo you can figure out once you have it roughed in you can literally rough the project in and then decide what trim and cartridge you want in there to go within that so they've got this really universal base which makes nice that so much easier do they have a giant showroom i mean i can imagine the showroom there is just incredible it is massive and uh, they are just bringing on a steam shower line. So they were doing some remodeling to, to include that in there. And if you saw on uh, the around the house Facebook page, I did a little quick little video of the uh, Frank Lloyd Wright faucet running. You did. And they had like, they had a demonstration where they were running the faucet and there's real water going through it. It's not like you're going to a kitchen bath place and you just look at a model. They actually yeah. had a working faucet. It was cool. Most of the faucets in there in this place were working. So you could actually Mm, turn it on. They had the shower system you could turn on. And, you know, people go, oh, okay, it runs water. It's pretty. It's cool. But when it comes down to it, and this is where it makes a difference. We've all had shower heads. You go, oh, that's pretty. Like in a hotel, for instance. How many times, Caroline, you've been in a hotel room, right? And you're like, you turn the shower head on. You're like, really? How am I going to wash my hair? There's no way that soap's coming out of there because it's giving you like just you know, a teaspoon or teaspoon of pressure. Yeah. Teaspoon of pressure (laughs) or vice versa. It feels like you're at the car wash and somebody has got a pressure washer because it's this little tiny spray, but it's almost like liquid knife cutting you. You know what I mean? You're like, it's so hard coming out. It's like pelting you in the skin. You're like, yeah. Hey, this isn't good. So, (laughs) 
they have done a great job of going through with their H2O Connect technology to use less water, but give you the feeling of having more water. Right. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so what they've done is they've created all the little, you know, it's, it's coverage really. Like when you stand in a shower, it's coverage of that spray. But what some companies will do is that they'll just put out a lot of wide spray heads, but you've got a lot of little spots in between them that hit your body. That are miss- yeah, that, yeah, that's missing. It's misting, but it's cold, right? It still feels yeah. cold. Some of those shower heads, the warm water comes out and like the droplets are so small when they come out and mist like two inches out, they're already cold. So you're feel like, wet, but you're getting cold. I feel like I don't get clean. Like a lot of the shower heads, I always complain that they're not giving me full coverage. Like it's just getting my hair and my head and my body mm-hmm. standing there getting cold. And that's the key, like to getting your whole body feeling like it's getting showered at once. I think that's yeah. a good shower to me. So the trick is if you hold, and they did this on the display there, they held a strobe light up, right? And it would freeze what it was. And they have these middle heads that actually put out a wave of water that's almost like a, like when a fireman's sitting there spraying a hose and they're going from side to side, it's doing that side to side. So it's giving you the feeling of a lot of water, huh. but your body can't, it just feels like you're getting twice the water than what you are. So How that's cool kind of that? the key right there. So it's that like was faking really us cool. Out. <laughs> faking us out. But, uh, <laughs> and you know something, our hotel had that shower head in it. It was it was a gorgeous hotel. We had the whole Brizo shower system in there, you know, with the diverters nice. and all the stuff in there, and you could actually use it. Which, yeah, it was comfortable. And you know, I'm a, I'm very picky when it comes to showers, and it was a nice shower. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we had a great time. A great time. One other thing I learned about faucets and stuff, and and a great story too, how they dealt with kind of a situation that went sideways while we were there. And I was just really impressed. So I have to give them some props. Caroline, we come back. We'll do that. And then I want to hear about your uh, storm door story, right? Stuff you're learning. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that just as soon as Around the House returns. Be so hot. Hey, I'm Rudy Wade, and you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B. Listen to my music to improve your home. Welcome back to the Around the House show. Caroline and I have been sitting here talking about, uh, well, what we've been up to and traveling. we're giving some modeling tips too. You've been traveling though. I have been. Nice hotel. He stayed at this beautiful hotel. Yeah. Wow. They took care of us. And I wanted to give a shout out here. You know, we spent a lot of time at, at, uh, at Delta Breeze over three days and they did a great job taking care of us. And Got to play with the research and development people, got to talk to the design people and gave our tips and tricks and stuff that we want to see out of the brands and uh, the testing. I mean, they test. So you think about a faucet before it comes out, they literally test it like a million times. So they will put a machine on it, hook water up to it and have the robot move it, the handle and adjust it a million times. And they have a whole team of people in a certified lab in their own building that tests. Incredible. Yeah. And it, as long as it ma- passes the half a million uses. Mark. You're good. But. See. Fascinating. To our audience. Look at that. Look at the care that people think about that goes into your kitchen or your bathroom. 
It's incredible. Designed to be solid. And I can promise you that stuff that you buy online, that's the no-name brand or the the stuff you get on Amazon They're or whatever that, that you've never heard of, it ain't got that in it. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. So we had a great time with that, you know, and then they had like big 3D printers that they use for, um, for testing and design. So they'll design something out. And there's some stuff I really can't talk about because I signed an NDA non-disclosure, but they can print out stuff. Like, let's say you're going to build a new faucet, right? And you're the designer mm-hmm. and you want it to look like X, however you want it to look. They can print that out with a 3D printer and make it a functional faucet, send it off and have it plated. So it looks like a chrome mm. or a brass or whatever. And they can make a plastic replica of it out of 3D printing and see if it works and tweak it before they even use a piece of metal. Trippy. It's kind of cool, you know, kind of cool that they mm. can do that. So that makes it really really easy from that but here's one thing that went sideways on this trip and you know that's where you really see when companies can react or not we were heading for our last day to the uh to the trip you know on that last day and i'm i'm like wow we're running late and nobody's like moving us along these guys were really efficient in their time we had rest time we had work time we had dinner time and i'm like huh we're running a little late something's something's up Well, unfortunately, one of the people, and I don't know who it was on the team of 30, had caught COVID and tested positive that morning. And I I have to shout out to Delta Brizo as a company in Masco, because I've never seen how a company has dealt with this so lovingly and graciously. So they came on the bus and said, hey, look, here's all the information we have. This is what we have is somebody so they protect their privacy, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And they said, so you have options right now. We have, this is our last day. You were heading to the airport in five hours. If you want to go to the airport now and go home, we're going to send you off and we'll make the changes to your flights. You can go now. If you're worried about you, like you might have symptoms and you want to sit here in this gorgeous hotel and sit here for five days and make sure that you quarantine for five days. We'll pick up the cost and your airfare on the way back. Nice. Very nice. Or if you want to continue on, you know, let's put masks on. Let's wash our hands. Let's stay socially distant. We can do that too. We're here to make sure you're comfortable. And it was a class act, total class act. And uh, they could not have done that better or could not have been more respectful to Every single person there. But he's such a, yeah, exactly. Everybody's got different situations. They can't go home. They can't bring it to their kids, their family. Yeah. So it was, it was nice. absolutely awesome and hats off to them. You know, it's, it's one thing to throw a really cool event and, you know, ask us questions and give input and all that stuff. But when something goes sideways like that, that's out of everyone's control. That's where you really and start to see a culture. Yeah. But you really see a culture yeah, I mean, of what, is- how they deal with it. Very nice. So very cool. Go Delta. Yeah, that was cool. Hey, one thing I want to, before we talk about your project, Caroline, we talked about this in the midweek special podcast, and we have a lot of listeners here on the radio that don't catch that. But uh, DeWalt has a huge recall out there right now that's very important that I wanted to bring up here on the show real quick. DeWalt recalls nearly 1.4 million miter saws due to injury and laceration hazards. Mm Mm-mm. 
go over to the Consumer Product Safety Commission. If you've got one of those chop saws, the DeWalt ones, um, there's about 1.4 million of them out there where the guard can come apart. You know, they have that rear safety guard on them. Uh, Mm -hmm. It can break or detach. And then when it breaks or detaches, it fires itself into the blade. And now you have a guardless (laughs) saw hitting a that guard hitting the blade and coming apart. So you could, um, you know, you could get yourself in trouble. So or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They said, uh, make sure you stop using the saw contact to wall for details and they will get you a free repair kit, or you can take the saw to DeWalt service center for a free repair. And, uh, if you registered nice. it, they are contacting all the purchasers to make sure that's it. So there's your tip right there. Make sure you fill out those crazy, you know, warranty cards when you get them so if there is a recall you can actually know about it and not have to hear it from us nice so caroline what have you been doing around your house i mean we only got a minute or two left here before we go out to break but i saw on social media we haven't talked about this it's great you were you were doing the storm door battle i did um well, we're going out to break, but we'll talk about a little bit about it. I went with the Anderson storm door. Mm-hmm. My storm door was antiquated, right? Okay. So it needed an uptick. But I also don't like those pistons and the ugly push to open or push to hold button that, you know, everybody sees. It takes up space, right? So if you're trying to move in a, an item into the uh. house, maybe you're moving a, a sofa, you've got these things. You got to take the door off. It's a pain. So they've got this awesome technology now, which I really like. So it's the smooth control technology and it eliminates all of this nonsense with the storm door. So you can actually have your storm door like completely open and move stuff in and hold it out without having to have the piston. Nice. It's nice. Yeah. That piston always gets in the way. And then you have to sit there. If you want to hold it open, you have to slide that little piece of metal out and it kind of (laughs) jams it open. You got a chain sitting there that's your in case of wind gets it, you know, none of that gone, clean, gone. Nice door jam. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I'm going to say, because we're honest on the show. Okay. And people get mad at us, but this says, oops, easy DIY. This was not an oops, easy DIY project to install at all. And there's a couple of reasons and we can talk about it coming back out of the break because it's a long winded thing, but you know, this was worth it to do. Definitely. The technology is awesome. Put it in. It's going to help you tremendously. However, there's some caveats that we got to discuss. All right, Carolyn, when we come back, let's run out to break real quick. When we come back, let's uh, learn a little bit about this storm door mishap that you had there. And it's not really a mishap, but just the challenges you had. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Hey guys, you're listening to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. I'm Zeke Sky, and I'm going to show you how to shred it out while you're building it up. Welcome back to Around the House show. This is where Caroline and I talk about how to help you be better caretakers 
of that house you're living in or going to be living in. And well, Caroline and I, when we were just going out to break here, we were talking about your storm door install. Yeah. And uh, sounds like you had a couple hiccups along the way or at least challenges. And let me preface this. This door is well worth it. Like I was out there in 98 degree temps sweating my took us off doing this. And it's, yep. and I'm still telling you, I have like this pride feeling when I look at this door, it's awesome. However, there's some things that you need to be prepared if you're going to do this install because it took me all day. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing was quality control is still an issue. This is the second door I had to order from Anderson because the first door had a problem. So it had to go back. This door still had problems. The glass piece, the insert uh, does not fit in. So right now I'm using the screen door because I went with the full glass. Um, so okay. I'm using the screen insert instead, but it did not fit. And it looked like the caulking within the window piece was sort of over caulked and, and ah. messed up. So maybe that it, so that was noticeable. It, it was banged up on the outside, the scratches. I wasn't so happy with that. They're supposed to be in the directions. It says there's, you know, your plastic film that you pull off when you're, you know, before you install it, that wasn't there. So, so the metal had some scratches, which I wasn't happy about. And then the other interesting thing is if you put in, um, there's a lot of different door companies you can put in, but typically you don't have to do this. The trim pieces that go around your mm -hmm. framing have to be, as Eric said, mitered yep. is the word or cut yep. where in the directions, it tells you that they want you to do it. Let it just, you know, come down onto your threshold. So imagine the pieces will kind of hang mm -hmm. over your threshold and that doesn't look good to me. I'm a perfectionist. So I want it to fit yeah, nicely. Look, have look clean. So yeah. I was doing like some metal trimming, which <laughs> was not my, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, and that's not my expertise. So luckily I had someone that could help me with that. So those are types, types of things that you got to kind of just be aware of if you're going to go with this new type of door, but the technology is awesome. Yeah. That's, you know, with remodeling and this is a tip for everybody out there and, and the people that have done these things before shaking their head and probably agreeing, but when you're diving into these things like that, sometimes to really make it look and fit right, you've got to modify it because, you know, to, to Anderson's credit, they're trying to build a storm door that's going to fit every door out there. Right. And so mm -hmm. they have to kind of make it a universal fit. It's not like they go, oh, you've got an Anderson door, you've got a Simpson door, you've got, you know, any one of the different brands out there. They just go out oh, this, that'll maybe fit, you know, we'll make it universal. And I did go old Anderson to newer Anderson. So I was consistent with that. Okay. The other thing was I had to order, um, you know, you pre-order the side where your lock is going to go. So sure. in your handle, yeah. right? So I went with the left, but was interesting. Now I've never had this happen before. The lock of my door was sticking out mm -hmm. too far. So it was hitting. Now, most of the time this doesn't happen, but in this case, I'm like right there knocking the handle of the storm door into the door. So now I've got to go change the lock on the, on the main door. Cause I can do it, but I've got a piece of, uh, can I tell you like my trick on that? Felt. What I've done yeah. is I've gone through, I have uninstalled the storm door and I've gone okay. in and made the brick mold around the outside a little bit thicker by adding some wood to it and then putting the door on it and then painting everything else on the inside to match. So it brings the door out that, you know, three quarters of an inch. So the lock handle and stuff don't hit. Mm. So like you've got an old house, mm. right? That's made out of a two by four construction. Yeah. You know, yeah. most new houses due to energy code are made two by six or even two by eight, depending mm -hmm. on where you're at. So you have less of a chance because you've got another inch and a half there 
on a new home for that designer lock and the and the door lock off the storm door not to hit. So if you add a little bit to that, and you can, you know, make that look kind of cool if you if you spend a little time on it, you could actually put the wood up there, mount the storm door door on it, and that'll bring you out, you know, three quarters of an inch. Well, you'll be happy about what I did. So instead, I went with the electronic door. There you go. Went for the lock. I went with the Yale. I haven't installed it, so we can talk about that next week, but that's coming up. That works too. I would, if I put a storm door on mine, I would have that because I've got the, the two by four house construction and I've got the, the beefy, you know, Baldwin hardware lock and it's, it's solid, but yeah, it's almost probably flush with my door. So I know that exactly. if I put a storm door in the front, I'm going to have a collision. No question. Yeah. So it actually, I can close it. I, I was shocked because it was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to close it, but I can. But I have a little piece of felt there right now. So I don't mess up my door handles if they accidentally bump into yeah, each other. But smart. I'm going to, uh, yeah. So that's getting changed out. And I'm going to go with a new interior door as well. So I think the whole thing, I'm going with Simpson door. Okay. You got a lot going on with that. Yeah. And then. Uh, oh my God. We have projects coming out the. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, you're diving into uh, getting ready to do some uh, door removal, aren't you? You're putting a new door in and stuff like that. Wall. Yeah, we're taking out kitchen windows. So that's going to happen on Monday. So we'll have a lot of exciting, probably stories for you. But yeah, I'm going to remove a kitchen bay window Mm -hmm. and go with an Anderson slider. So the kitchen's going to go out to a nice deck. Nice. Make sure your contractor knows how to flash that. We talk about that all the time. Like when we had oh, Walt on. Oh, it's flash. I picked up my flashing cool. last week. Cool. Cool. There's some great flashings out there now with the, with the flexible flashing. And, and uh, one thing I've been doing when I have to reframe stuff and, and Walt and I talked about this in a seminar a few weeks ago, which, you know, we had him on recently and, one of the things I like to do when I'm reframing is put a couple degrees of pitch to the outside on that bottom sill. So the top of the framing of the window that way, if any water does get around it and intrude, you know, like when you get your hurricanes rolling in or anything else, it still helps to kind of kick that out to the outside. Push it out. Yes, sir. Exactly. Speaking of uh, podcasts, let me jump back to what we were talking about last segment a little bit. You know, it's fun because when we had Delta Brizo on here last month, month or two ago, we had Ellen Scott on, right? Yeah, it was so fun. Nice. I've, I'd met Elle before, but it was so fun to hang out with her and Scott together there. <laughs> so next time it's going to be even crazier because we'll have more stories and stuff. But uh, it was fun getting to know some of these people that, uh, you know, we've we've seen. In, you know, we've all seen people in Zoom meetings, right? We all have that or we have the this kind of stuff. It was really cool to be face to face with them and, and having to fun and, and actually get to know them a little bit better. So that's the fun part there as well. So what do you, okay. On the back of your door here, we're going to have to go out to break in a couple minutes, but what else are you doing back there? Are you going to start the deck then after those doors? Is that kind of what your process is? I think so. So doors go in first. Okay. Exterior siding is going to have to get fixed because you got to do all these things before the deck goes on. Cause once well, the deck's on, you're done. Here's one thing and make sure that, Make sure that when your siding goes on, make sure your decking guys have come in and framed that first, because otherwise they'll probably have to tear that siding off to do the flashing with the deck. Oh, good point. You see what I mean? So what I would want to yeah. do is probably have the siding guys. I say guys that could easily oh, be well, girls. Wait, have them know, come I, in I after the deck. Up. 
Yeah, girls. You forget about us girls. No, I decide the flashing's already done. I forgot the con. We did the other one and the, the flashing and everything is done now. Okay. So they just have to go up the deck on. So, okay. So they've already got the ledger board is already up there yes, and sat. Yes. So that way you're okay. Good. Yes. Good. Yep. I forgot. So this is just, we're extending. So we have one slider mm-hmm. and then this is the second one going in. So it'll stay extended out. So that's all done. Oh, okay. And then the flashing's all done. So everything will be done before the deck people come, which is good because if anybody needs decking or deck individuals, they're very hard to come by right now. Yeah. I had to drive up to Parsippany, New Jersey, which is up North quite a ways. And um, I found someone who actually, he started the national deck association. Oh, cool! So we'll talk a little bit more about them once I get to meet with them out of the house, but they uh, very neat stuff, all outdoor Nice. Hardscape. Nice. I love it. I love it. And uh, that way you can get going on that. Hey, Caroline, we got to go out to break here. So let's do this. When we come back, I've got some projects I'm going to talk about here and uh, that I've got coming up as well. And we'll kind of wrap up and talk about your deck stuff here as well. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Hi everybody, I'm Ari Kameen from Steven Adler's band and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G and the beautiful Caroline. Welcome back to the Around the House show. This is where Caroline and I sit here and help you be that great caretaker to that house or soon to be house or even your apartment if you want to be a homeowner. We've got all that information for you. Now, Caroline and I were talking about some of these projects we've been working on. And uh, I've got one coming up that I got to do. I got to finish staining that fence that's going around my house, which I'm about halfway through. But I just literally, to be honest, ran out of stain. And I did this about a year ago. So I wanted the the cedar to dry out really well. Mm. And I guess the problem is it's dried out so well that it's just like... <sighs> Soaking up, sucking everything. it in. I'll never be able to change it because it's this color is going in. What um? So what kind of stain are you using? Are you using oil based, water based, like color? Oh, I'm using oil based. Uh, I'm using oil based. See, kids, it's outside. Yeah, it no, works it well for me. It's you know, it works well, and uh, just going around and getting it. Uh, I was doing it. One, I was applying it one way with the directions, and I'm going to change it up because it's just it it. I'm wasting a lot of stain. So they had said, Oh, use a pump sprayer with it, hmm. you know, and spray it on that way. And I it just, it's wasting too much stain. So I'm going to go back to applying it a little bit differently. I'm going to try spraying it on there. And if that's not it, I'm just going to roll it on and call it a day. Yeah. But it's going pretty quick, but I just don't like wasting stain and getting it on, you know, on the, uh, on the tarps and stuff I put down on the ground to keep me from getting stain all <laughs> over the landscaping. What, a co- what color is it? Are you, what color stain? Are you just doing a clear coat? Oh, no, I'm going charcoal. Oh, to match your house. Yeah, hmm. so it's kind of that way. And like then I'm going to build, after I get it stained, I'm going to put a a brown cedar top rail on it. It's going to be like six inches, so it'll really cap it. That's mm. going to be a cedar top cap that'll look cool that way. See, I'll buy you. Like, I was kind of 
interested because out by Eric, there's so much fencing. Like people use, it's just part of the, everybody's got fencing out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's depending where you're at. I mean, it's, you know, in Portland, you're trying to keep people from like camping on your yard. You know, you're trying to keep people out of your yard from camping there, but you know, my front's not fenced at all. Um, it's going to, cause I'm going to use it as a sound barrier. Cause I do have a two lane road out in front of my house and there is, you know, there's buses and, you know, transit buses and stuff from time to time that go by. So um, I'm going to actually build a, a four foot high or I think it's three foot high fence out there. I'm going to do just to, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of a sand wall, sound wall with landscaping and stuff. And then uh, I'm going to do a hedge behind it. Mm, so that what, way we've just got some privacy. You have to tell me what kind of hedge. So I need around, I'm putting in a spa. So I want to be able to do some type of privacy fencing, but I don't think I want to do like a wood. So I kind of want to yeah. do something with, you know, some kind of agriculture. I don't know, trees, but it, you know, something. What I've done, and this is one thing that can be look kind of cool and it maybe won't fit with your house and your climate as well, but I've gotten some of the big like metal feed troughs. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, feed mm-hmm. cattle in, fill those up with great soil and then do a bamboo hedge in that. And there's enough weight there that it won't really blow over. Yeah. But it's also doesn't let bamboo get out and be an invasive species, species to everything else. You cannot. So you don't have bamboo going yard. across the whole thing. No. So, you know, if we're trying to screen off a little area, that's a really cool way to do it without having to take over your, residence. I always say though, get when you do it, put in some holes and stuff in the bottom of it that way. And then make sure you kind of wherever you drill those holes through that, make sure that you spray some of the of the um they make a kind of a, a spray zinc stuff that you can put on there so you don't rust it through right there. But mm. you want to be because it's meant to hold water, you need to have that drain, right? So that way if you know if you get a storm or you get one of your yeah, hurricanes that come over. through and drop right. eight inches of rain, you're not going to be floating the bamboo out of the thing. Well, and also you need to do it just for drainage for the plant. You know, like anytime exactly. I do like, you know, I, I plant something, right. You always have holes in the bottom. I put rocks in the bottom and you could, and mm-hmm. you could do that too, like gravel to create like earth and then yep. to allow the drainage. So it doesn't get moldy and nasty. That's not a bad But if idea. you're laying that in the ground with bamboo, though, here's one little secret. I would put down a landscape fabric down below because those bamboo can grow through yes. those holes yeah. with the roots. <laughs> it's evil that way. It's evil that way. And then you're like, I was trying to keep it from growing out of the thing. And now it's now it's trying to suck down into the ground. So something to be careful with. So, Caroline, I know you're getting drywall mm. and you're on a drywall hunt right now, are you? Yeah. So I, I'm very particular about products that I use in my home. And I'm not saying that anybody else has to be this way, but I am a healthy home expert and I really choose products that are going to outgas less, have less fillers, additives, all that kind of stuff that we don't need. So um, I like Gold Bond, which is, you know, drywall standard. Oh, you the powder stuff? No, like, I'm not put gold, the gold bond. bond, that powder. Oh, not okay, like sorry. for your armpit. <laughs> like, man, you're going to put that in. That's brave using drywall as gold bond. No. That's, I was going to say, Caroline, that's gangster. No. <laughs> so there's, you know, obviously um, you have USG. What do you usually, do you use Certainty? What, do you have a brand that you usually like for gypsum? No, I just go get drywall. I'll be honest. See? I just look at it and go, hey, what do I got out there? And they're not all the same guys, just so you know. They they do have yeah. different products. And so when you research them like I do, um, 
and I, and I like a light because I want to be able to carry it because I'm not super mm-hmm. strong. I'm tiny. So I, I always go with like the lighter, the lighter gypsum board. Cause it's, Oh yeah. Well, I, you know, they make the, like the gold bond medicated body powder. Or they make the gold bond, <laughs> uh, it's national like the gypsum. original body powder, you know, it comes in the yellow, the orange or the green. Oh, sorry. <laughs> It's National Gypsum guys, but they have their gold bond building products and he's bragging on me. Yep. <laughs> I am. Do you have, I mean, out there, you, like different places. So I particularly like sure. this drywall and I've got to go out of state to get it because they just don't have it. Um, they have it at Lowe's, but I usually like to go to lumber yards. I have my reasons for wanting to do that, but um, yep. I just couldn't find it. So I'm going out to Allentown, PA. Friends in Allentown. Wow. So that's a couple, what's that? Hour and a half from your place? Eh, it's about an hour, give or take. Okay. So, I mean, it's not, not too, too far, but you know, it's an hour yeah. out. I got to get 20 pieces and bring them back. And so. that's a lot of drywall. Yeah. That's a project. If you're getting 20 sheets, that's like <laughs> solid. You're ripping stuff apart when you're getting 20 sheets of drywall. I'm doing an Eric G. <laughs> you are, you are. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to work on that. And you know, we've got some decent weather here this last few weeks. I'm starting to, we, we still had a lot of heat waves, but they haven't been that hundred and, 17 degree heat waves. So uh, I've been bouncing between doing inside projects and outside projects. And quite frankly, I'm not trying to do a ton of big projects right now because I little inside secret guys, I want to keep that for my TV show next year. So I'm trying not to like dive into my big ones right now so I can save those for content. Around the house show coming to television next year. But I kind of want to use those projects there, right? I yes. mean, it's, you know, it's, I don't want to use up content that we can do. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And then we got to figure out, uh, maybe we'll figure out how to come out and work on your shower. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole other ordeal. I've got to do a, a whole bathroom, but I want Carl the flash. Get the kitchen done first. You got to meet Carl the flash. He's awesome. Oh yeah. Get him. Get him out there. There you go. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Or tile check. But tile or, check's- or tile check. She's tile check's too good far, too. Though. We've had her she's, on. She's, you got to fly yeah. her in because she's in Texas. Yeah. And he's in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So that would work. But yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And you so yeah, get the kitchen done. Then you can turn around and get the, get that one done. But you've got a deck to do. You've got a patio. We've talked about both of those got things. Spas. You've got uh, We have other, other. Oh yeah. Walk out. And Hey, that's basically. one thing too, just uh, talking projects out. And you know, I love to plan projects out, start to finish. I would get your electrician out there to run the power for your spa before you do siding work. So you know where that's going to go. Cause if they have to get in and do stuff, Oh yeah. I would have the conversation with your siding people and your electrician because if they have to go into the wall and do any stuff, you'd like to have them working around that and make sure that they're. No, that's a good point. We, um, I'm lucky because I've got an outside outlet that's next to the air conditioning on the side of the house. So I don't have to come off that. Okay. So I checked it out. But. Yeah. But if you're getting that swim spa, sometimes those need like a 30 amp circuit yeah. or a 40 amp circuit. So you might need, that's not a regular outlet. You yeah. got to have like a spa outlet. It's so. a serious outlet. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you've got the right one out there. Cause, uh, you know, that's one of those discussions you want to have. I mean, yeah, there are spas out there that take the the regular standard, you know, 110 plug in. But if you got to put in a, you know, a, a 240 plug in there, like 40 amps or something, you got to plan for that. And also just so people realize if you can find someone who can heart do the hardscape in general, so they can do your deck and patio, it makes it much easier. And there are companies like oh, yeah. Decorators made us very well aware of that. So there are people that can do it all. 
but just be prepared because these people are like not taking jobs until after 2023. So they're all booked up. Yeah. All right. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. You've been listening to Around Around the the House. Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.